This episode of Rockcast is brought to you by rock sponsor Subsplash. Subsplash is a technology company that provides software solutions for churches and nonprofit organizations. Connect with Subsplash today at rockrms.com slash sponsors. With the release of the beta just around the corner, and we mean just around the corner, we thought we'd take an opportunity to talk about hosting and the install process before you needed to use it. So first off, uh, David, what can you tell us about the specific requirements for running Rock? Uh, Well, we need a Windows server, um, either 2008 or 2012, preferably 2012. Um, For database, it's a SQL server, 2008 or 2012 again. And again, we recommend 2012. And it needs to have IAS, which is uh, Internet Information Server, and running .NET 4.5. All right. And where should someone host Rock? Uh, well, Rock is avail- needs to be available both to internal staff and your public. So you need to be uh, it needs to be running someplace that provides that access. Um, so that can either be an, a server that you have in-house, or it could be something, a you know, third-party hosting environment. As long as your staff can get to it, and, I mean, if you want to use the public side of it, that the public can get to. Okay, so what does the external hosting market look like for hosting applications like Rock, John? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, the external hosting market, there's there's just so much diversity out there, and I think it's important that people kind of understand the high-level you know, kind of what they're what they're uh, getting for and, and what the market kind of looks like. And if you go out there and you, and you see all the commercials and all the ads, they're really for these um, web hosters that are, are just really targeting small businesses and individuals. And kind of what they're betting, and, and this is what they're really doing, is they're saying, hey, come pay me money for a site that no one's going to visit. And that's why they can afford to sell you a site for $5. Because they know they can throw you on a server with 300 other people and pretty much no one's site's going to get any traffic, and there's just a lot of money to be made there. Um, Rock is a little bit different. Um, Rock is a, is a very full-functional, func- full-featured app. It's, it's a very sophisticated application, and we know that when you install Rock, you're actually going to be using it um, as a staff and, as David said, also externally. Um, can it run in those very cheap web hosting um, environments? Yes. You know, we've, we've tried that. We've, we've made sure it will. Um, it, it won't run in every single one, like David said. There's certain requirements for that. It has to be a Windows web host, you know. But there's plenty of very, very cheap uh, web hosting um, environments for that. Um, but I would recommend not going with the cheapest option. Um, in our in- install guides, there, there's three of them that that we recommend. One of them is a very, very cheap one. In fact, a couple of them are very, very cheap one. One is sixteen dollars a month, full package, database, everything. Will Rock run there? Yes, we we have our own account there, and we run it all the time. I just don't know if I'd recommend that, though. If you're a very, very small church, that might work. If you're uh, someone who just wants to get started and just kick the tires with Rock, again, that would work. You know, you're, you're not going to be putting a ton of load on it. It'll work. It does feel very responsive, but I have a feeling, though, when you get thousands of records in there and you have, you know, five to ten staff running it and maybe a hundred or two members on it, I, you know, you're just going to get what you, what you pay for. So that's on the very, very cheap side. You know, kind of moving up the scale, there's, a, there's business class hosting. 
you know, just kind of give you a, a frame of reference, business class hosting in my mind would probably be about thirty to fifty dollars a month. Um, that's going to get you on a server with fewer people. It's still a shared environment, but there's fewer people. Um, and it's really made and architected for sites that are going to get some traffic. And they know that they can't put three, four hundred sites on the server because, you know, these are these are a little bit more trafficked web, websites. So there's going to be, you know, maybe five to 20 uh, sites on that server. You also get other things like, you know, dedicated IP addresses and SSL, which would be very important for as you start looking at contributions and giving. Um, moving up again, you have something called um, dedicated virtual machines. So you might be sharing the server physically, but the server's carved out, and you, you get your own little mini server within that server. And that would be kind of like 60 to $80. And then you can go from there all the way up to, you know, spending, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. But I really see the advanced hosting at, at the very top being, you know, probably $100 to $400 a month. Now, some people would be like, "Why, well, you know, we, we really can't afford too much. And we totally understand that. Like we said, it'll, it'll run the cheapest web host. But don't get too cheap with this. I mean, this is if this is going to be the, you know, the kind of the lifeblood of your information for the church, you know, invest in that. You know, you don't, the good thing is you don't have to invest in the software and support. That's free. But don't, don't necessarily cheap out too much. Uh, on the external web hosting, if that's the direction you go in, or if you do, just realize what you what you're getting for. You know, don't sign up for the $16 a month program and expect to run like, you know, a mega church or a mega business. Um, you're, you're you're paying for, for something very small. I would kind of encourage even small churches to sign up for at least a business class um, service. Um, and larger churches, you know, maybe look at some of the the dedicated virtual machines. And um, you know, even if you're a very large church. There's cloud hosting, which we haven't, we don't really have a lot of documentation for right now, but we have a lot of experience running it on Windows, uh, Microsoft Windows Azure. It's a very sophisticated um, hosting environment, but it's very scalable, very powerful, um, and we do hope to provide um, a whole like guide on just running this on Azure because we think that's a really scalable platform. So another thing you really have to consider is it's really hard to move applications like this in the future. You know, installing it's easy, but getting your data transitioned from one platform to another, it's definitely doable. But if you're a non-technical user, that's that's probably not something you, you want to be doing a lot of. So I would pick a, a web host that, you know, will work for you today, but will also probably work for you tomorrow and, and, and one to two to three years out. Um, so if you think you're, you're going to be in a high-growth situation, I would just kind of buy a little bit more than you think. Um, so that, those are just like kind of some tips on, on external web hosting. And, you know, I would, I would say if you have special, unique requirements, uh, we do have some capabilities on the, on the Rock site to ask questions um, on that. That's some really good information for people to decide what hosting option is a good fit for their church or business. Um, but once they've made that decision, what about install? Is this going to be complicated? Is it hard? Is it easy? Um, we, we've really, it's been really important to us to make the install as easy as possible. Uh, just like, just like, um, documentation and other things, we've invested a lot of time and effort in trying to make it as simple as possible. I think the, the biggest, you know, there, there's getting it, the server set up and then there's installing it. Um, once you have the servers ready, um, and we've, you know, talked a little bit about that. Once it's ready and you actually start the install, it's a piece of cake. Um, we've, invested a lot to just try and make so and it will the install will even check different things like if your database is set up correctly if you're if you have the right runtime 
um, if your, your server has the right permissions. It walks you through all of that. And then we also have some documentation. So whether you decide to host it internally or externally on some of the um, hosting providers we've suggested, we have documentation that will step you through getting to the point where you can run the install. Um, and then again, like if the install senses anything that's not quite right, it'll tell you. Um, so just we, you know, not only, we haven't only been just investing in Rock and getting it um, done. The install has taken a lot of development time and testing, and I think you'll find it is um, one of the nicest installs of a product that you'll see. You know, tagging onto that, just realizing the beta process, we we've tested this install um, a lot. We've tested it in a lot of different environments. You know, it's still a little bit nervous that there might be some edge cases as people start installing it that, oh, we didn't think about that, didn't, didn't catch that. So, you know, we've run it through the paces. We've run it through several web hosting companies. We've run it through internal hosting. And, you know, we've been using it. Actually, the installer's been around for, gosh, I don't know, maybe a year. And it's been getting a lot of attention, a lot of updates as we find these little edge cases. And, oh, you know, this web hosting company does it this way. Um, I can actually say we have learned a lot about, you know, Windows web hosting and how these companies have little tricks to, to make things work. But there could be through the beta process, especially some edge cases. So if, if you have trouble, um, you know, realize it's beta, but give us the details and, and we'll kind of help you get through it. And uh, hopefully you'll be giving us some more edge cases um, so that when it hits release, it'll be even more uh, uh, full-featured and, and, and uh, easier to use. Good. Well, as it stands now, what are the steps for install? Can you walk us through that? Yeah, so you know, it starts with a blank server, and, and if you're hosting internally, there, we have some steps to get you from uh, basically a, 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 I just finished installing Windows Server to IES is ready and let's go. So we'll call that the blank for internal. Blank for external would be like, hey, you just you just paid, right? You know, so you have this blank website. All you need to do really is to download from our site um, our install package. Our install package has one file in it. Uh, you upload that single file to your website, and um, then you just load that file in your browser, and it takes over. Uh, so the first thing, as you load that in your browser, it'll come and just say, "Hey, welcome." You know, I'm just gonna—I got some printouts of some screenshots so we can just kind of walk through. Um, now, when it says "welcome," it actually did a few things. It's actually checking back at, at your server, just saying, "Hey, what version are you? You know, are you Windows?" <laughs> just in case you put it on the wrong type of server, it's, it's doing a, a few checks just to make sure everything looks. Correct. Um, the next thing it's going to do is it's going to ask you for your database um, information. Um, so if you're hosting internally, you'll have that information. You set that up already in previous steps. Um, if you're on an external web hosting, you're going to get that from the web host. They're going to say, okay, here's your, your database information. So you just type that in. You type in the database server name, the username and password to use for the database, and um, this the name of the database on that server. And you go to the next screen. And what it does, again, is it goes through a bunch of the environment looking into your database, making sure that it's an empty database. We don't want to install Rock into a database that has data. That just would not be a good idea. Um, we do a few other just configuration things, and, and we come back and tell you if the environment passed. If it didn't pass, there'll be little flags that tell you what wasn't right. And instead of just telling you it's not right, it'll also have a link that says, let's fix it together. You click on that link if there's something wrong, and you'll come to our site, and we'll give you some tips about how to resolve that issue. Um, again, as through the beta process, we'll be learning more about that, and we'll be able to give even better tips as we learn more as it hits the real world. Um, so first of all, we're just going to look and make sure everything looks right to us. Um, 
then what it's going to do is to this date to this point you've only downloaded a single file right so it's going to go out to our server and it's going to bring down rock all for you so it just automatically downloads it and adds it to your to your web server that takes a little bit of time it's really going out there it's downloading that you know this kind of large 50 meg file and and unzips it for you all behind the scenes so don't freak out. Like sometimes I get nervous as I'm installing something. Like is everything okay? You know, like this thing is spinning. Is everything okay? Just you know, be calm. It's 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 all good. Um, depending on your web host, that could take. You know, if you got that cheap package, it's going to take longer than if you got a, you know a, a, a bigger, badder server. Um, the next thing it's going to do is it's going to ask you what's the username and password you want to use as the administrator for Rock. Um, so it's going to, just for security reasons, we don't want everybody to come in and the default password's admin, admin. Like, that would just not be secure. We want to make sure that, you know, security is very important to us, especially that, you know, the system will be used for, for things like giving and stuff. So security is very important to us. We want you to give us an username and password to use for the administrator password. Um, then we're going to ask you just a few questions about, you know, what addresses you want to use. For hosting, um, like David mentioned, there's an internal side of Rock and an external side of Rock. We just want to ask you for, you know, what what is the address of your internal portal and your external portal? Um, realizing too, all this can be changed later. You can you can change the password of the administrator later. You can change these URLs later. So don't freak out if you get to a screen and you're like I don't know what I want tomorrow, but just go with something that'll work for today. We also want you to to pick your time zone. Um, just realizing that if you're hosting externally, the server that you're hosting on probably is not in the same time zone as you are. And we just want to make sure that everything you see is in your time zone that makes sense. Especially as we think about things like check-in. You know, it's kind of important that the that the times match your local time. So we're just going to ask you, this is a nice little drop-down, you just pick uh, the time zone that you're in. Um, and then we just want some really informa- easy information about your organization. The name of it... Um, the default email address to use, your phone number, and your website. Now, this isn't leaving your system. We're just configuring your system so it has your name in it, your phone number. These types of things are needed within Rock. Um, you know, like as we email things out, we put the reply to address in there for you. So we're just pre-getting some of this information to configure it for you so you don't have to go in and, and type it into a different screen later. Just trying to, again, make that really easy for you. Um, the next screen just asks for uh, some basic Im- uh, email server information. You know, a big piece of rock is communication. We need to help you communicate with your congregation. So we just need to know a little bit about the email server that you want us to use. Um, we'll kind of come back to this probably a little bit later, but this is the one screen I'm a, a little bit concerned about. Not that it's hard for us. It's just we can't really help you here. We can't figure out what your email server is. We, we would love to do that, but... You know, it, it, we, we can't figure that out for you. You're going to kind of have to know this information. And you're going to have to input it. You know, a lot of people will just know it off their cuff and they just type it right in. But if you're more of a non-technical user, this might be, you know, something you might need to ask help for. You might have to figure out how you're hosting your email today and use those settings. Um, I would say the documentation has some has some decent um, discussion of, of, the, of these settings. So I would definitely, like, you know, look into that. And that's it. The next screen is congratulations, and you hit that button, and you're at the login. And that login you already set up for the administrator is the login you'd use to go take your next step. So, you know, the setup is really um, is really that easy. We tried to make this 
super easy for non-technical users. Um, our goal was there's a, a blogging platform called WordPress. We want it to be as easy to install as WordPress. I think um, in almost every way we've actually made it much easier than WordPress to install. So, um, Wow. It does sound pretty simple. So the hardest part really would be, again, the dealing with your email system integration. Is that right? Yeah, that and, and DNS. So we've taken and put so much effort in, into helping you do all the things that we could help you with. Whenever you do web hosting, there's these technical things that there's some things we just can't help you with. Um, we don't have the information. There's no way for us to figure it out for you. One of those is email. Um, another thing about email is it's so important and it's so complex. It's, it's so much more complex than people would realize that you know anybody can throw up an email server and maybe get it to work, but because of spam and and, and the kind of the, the huge blight that is in technology, there's all these other like really technical things to get deliverability up. Like you can send email, but does, how do you know it doesn't go in the junk mail folder? Right. So things like SPF records, domain keys, like these are just like really technical things that, I mean, I'm pretty familiar with it and I still hate doing it. Um, Trying to get that kind of all figured out, you know, it can be difficult. Um, In the admin guide, there's a brief discussion about um, email services that you basically configure and they take care of all that for you, all that really hard stuff. Um, You know, we work for a, a really large church. Um, we have a lot of great technical resources, but we still choose to use an email service just to make sure that our deliverability is very high. Email is so important for us. We can't have a dedicated person just figuring this stuff out. Um, I think, you know, maybe the best way to say is we know enough to know that we don't know enough in that area. Mm. Um, so we, we use these email services and I would, I would highly recommend looking at, at those, um, for almost any size church. Even for the very small churches, some of these email services will actually give you a certain thousand number of emails for free, you know, to use. So I think they're they're worth it. And, um, you know, again, you can get started. You can change all that configuration later. So if you know what you have today, just throw it in there and, and get started. Put, put that nugget in the back of your head that, you know, email is something that you might want to read up on later in the admin guides. And then the other one I mentioned, too, was uh, DNS. Um, and that's just really the way of, hey, I have this friendly address of, you know, uh, demochurch.com, how does that resolve to this server over here and, you know, wherever it's hosted? There's a system on the Internet called DNS that, that does that translation of that really friendly name that we can all remember to these, this, like, nasty numeric name that this, the, the Internet runs on. Um, so you'd have to kind of configure that record. Your web hoster is going to give you one. It's probably not one you want to really use. It would be like, you know, mychurch.somewebhostingname.com. Probably not what you want to market, but, you know, it'll work and you can get to it and you can start using it. But getting that configured, that's not rocket science, but, you know, if, if, if you're not a technical user, it can be a little tricky sometimes. Um, so I worry about those two things because, really, it's, it, those, are, those are two areas we, we have no control over. Uh, we would love to make it easier and we'd love to, to figure it out for you, uh, but, you know, we, we can't really do that. So let's say someone walks through all these steps and, and they have some problems and they're just not able to get it working on their own. What What's the next step for them? Well, you know, the first thing is, if you're feeling a little nervous going into it, just try it. You know, I would say read the documentation uh, and then give it a try. You know, if that doesn't work, go to the Q&A. The Q&A site is going to be great. You know, we want that community to be a, an open community and a, um, a community that 
you can ask questions and not have to be afraid that is that a dumb question? You know, there really is no dumb question um, on that. We also want that to be a community where you can be feel free to answer questions. Like, don't be afraid that even if you get the answer wrong, that's not uh, that's not a big deal. Like, we're not going to come in and and correct you and make you feel like inferior in any means. We're going to try to build you up as you answer those questions. So, you know, read the documentation, go to the Q and A. You know, I think the the other thing that we're looking at is that there are quite a few actually third parties who are interested in providing assistance with Rock, um, either consulting on getting it running, or there's actually some people thinking about maybe even doing a, a full web hosted version of Rock. We can just say, hey, I want a version of Rock. They'll take care of all the setup and 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 the monthly kind of keep the platform running for you. They're not going to answer questions on how do you you know, set up check-in, but they'll get the, all the hosting working for you, including the email and including the DNS. So we realize that that community is starting to, to come. It's not here today, you know, because Brock's not even here yet today. Um, but there's a lot of people talking about that. In fact, we're, we're kind of getting a lot of emails of people who want to meet with us to try to be able to provide that. So we have a lot of meetings in the next couple of weeks just to try to see if, if that's a viable um, option. I know there's going to be a few people out there already. We're working on a way of, of trying to match the, the needs to the, to the solution providers. I'm not quite sure how that's going to work because there's just a lot of thinking that needs to go into that because we don't want to do it wrong. Like There's things like, well, how, how do we know that we're recommending the right people? But yet, how, we don't want it to be exclusive either. Like We want to be open, but yet we, we want to make sure that we're recommending people who, ac- who actually can get the job done, too. We're trying to protect, protect both sides, right? You know, but, so we're just, still, still trying to figure that out. But I would just like look to the newsletter, look to social media, look to our website, look to the blog for, for information on that. Also, too, you can, you can post that in the Q&A, too. You know, is anybody able to help me out with this? Or, um, but I would say two things first. First, read the documentation then try. Um, we've invested a lot of time in making the documentation you know, as excellent as we could. Um, we, it's not dry. We tried to make it feel you know, relevant and useful. Um, so you know, it's somewhat frustrating when, when people come and say, well, I want to use a product, and I have this problem, and you ask, well, did you read the documentation? And it's like, no. <laughs> it's kind of like, well, you, you got you to gotta invest something into it to get something out of it, right? So um, I would say read the documentation as a starting point and, and try and see what you think. Um, and the documentation is really easy to work through. I mean, there are screenshots that show you what you're going to be looking at. Uh, it's easy to read. It's in very normal language, very down to earth. We have, what, four or five guides released now? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, there's there's a, and there's more coming for, as, as we do the release. Some of them, some of the install guides, they're done, but we're just not releasing them because, you know, why... Why, why read the install guide when it's not when the beta is not even right. quite out yet? Um, so I'd say read that, and then also read too is that the documentation is in beta too. So if there's something in the documentation that doesn't make sense to you, you know maybe we didn't quite filter it right. So put that into either the issue tracking system or maybe put it in the Q and A. I don't understand this part of the documentation, and we're going to be polishing that documentation mm-hmm. all throughout the beta too. So everything in Rock is in beta. You know that's the cool thing. So tell us what what's confusing. Tell us what doesn't work. Um, it's all open. Great. So check back soon, very soon, for the release of our uh, beta. And in the meantime, 
I've got some reading to do this weekend. Yeah, there's not, no one should be bored this weekend, right? That's right. <laughs> This episode of Rockcast is brought to you by Rock sponsor IT OneSource. Any IT products and services solutions can be acquired through IT OneSource. Connect with them today at rockrms.com/sponsors. <laughs>